Hello, writers. If you're a regular listener, you might have noticed that I missed a week of the podcast last week. I'm really sorry about that. It's my intention to have this podcast come out every single week, giving you a simple strategy or a concept to think about and practice in your writing each time. But for the last three weeks or so, I've been in the midst of a mental health, well, I guess I won't call it a crisis, but it was a challenging time. Since we've only just begun to get to know each other, I know I haven't shared this with you before, but I'll tell you now. I have a biological tendency toward both generalized anxiety and depression. I'm usually functional during these times, able to go about my days, but when the depression comes on strong, like it did this past week, I find that I only have the energy for the bare minimum. As I'm recording this today, I'm still pulling myself gently out of a pretty deep bout of depression, which had lasted over two weeks. I'm not telling you this for pity or sympathy or anything. I'm telling you this because I feel like it's important that we as a culture and society normalize mental health diversity, that we recognize that mental health challenges are far more commonplace than anyone wants to admit, and that we remove the stigma and shame surrounding them. I live with anxiety and depression the same way that I live with being five foot four. They are just a part of me. That's my soapbox speech on mental health. But what I really want to talk about today is how mental health both impacts and can be supported by writing, and to give you a practical strategy that'll help you and me get back to our writing practice on the hard days. And if you're listening to this in real time, it's just past the one-year mark of the COVID pandemic, and if you weren't aware of your stress levels and mental health before this pandemic, I guarantee you are now. This isn't a lighthearted topic, but it is an important one. Welcome to episode number 29. I'm Stephanie Detlefs, writer and book coach, and this is the Hello Writers Podcast. Together, we'll discover inspiration, motivation, and practical tools to take into your writing life right now. Welcome. I want to begin with three caveats. First, I'm not a psychologist or any kind of trained mental health professional. I simply speak from my own experiences and things I've learned over the past three decades with these challenges. Second, I'm not talking today about serious mental health crises, which require medical or professional intervention. I'm addressing the less potent, but no less real states of stress, anxiety, and or depression, which can affect our daily lives, but not in a way that's dangerous or life-threatening to you or those around you. If that's something you're experiencing, please seek help from your medical professional. Finally, Let's acknowledge that every person is different. What works for one person may or may not work for someone else, whether we're talking about mental health self-care or the practice of writing. But my hope is that this conversation will give you a new way of thinking about the combination of your mental health and stress level and your capacity for creating new work, as well as some ideas for the next time you find yourself in a mental state that you don't feel is conducive to creativity. Mental health is both biological and impacted by our thoughts about our circumstances. 
What I mean by that is that we each have a biological tendency towards something, whether it's anxiety and depression like me, or high levels of stress or compulsiveness, or a deep calmness under pressure, or any other number of things. You know your tendencies best, and no one can tell you what that is but you. But what we all also have in common is that as humans, we take in our circumstances and generate thoughts about them. So for example, when the pandemic landed in the US in March of 2020, most of us had a lot of thoughts. It's going to be terrible to be stuck at home. I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. I'm not going to be able to pay my rent. I need to buy tons of toilet paper before the stores close. And those thoughts led to feelings of fear, dread, confusion, panic, and our stress levels rose fast. So like I said in the beginning, even if you weren't someone who struggled with your mental health before the pandemic, my guess is that you've at least experienced higher levels of stress and anxiety over the past year than maybe you had previously. And if, like me, you have struggled with your mental health for longer than just the past year, then you've probably faced some new challenges recently. I bring this all up not to rehash the last year, but to get us all on the same page. Crises like the pandemic, a death or illness of a loved one, a job loss, etc. can cause situational mental health challenges. So whether the momentary mental health crisis or challenge is ongoing for you or situational, how does it affect your writing? Again, each of us are going to be different. But what often happens is that in those times, the primal part of our brain, the one that goes into fight, flight, or freeze, it takes over. We don't know what to do with ourselves. We do the bare minimum to get by. We stay in bed. We zone out on TV or binge eat Doritos. We drink an extra glass of wine. Do any of these sound like you? (laughs) I have to admit to doing all of those things. You notice that those activities I listed don't require the higher level thinking that a creative activity like writing requires. Why is that? Well, it's because the primal part of your brain has taken over, and it's decidedly not the creative center. In order to be creative or do any kind of higher level or critical thinking, we have to redirect our brains away from that primal space and into the decision-making part, the prefrontal cortex. Once we've done that, we can activate our creative centers and get those juices flowing again. Before I talk about how to do that, I'd like to acknowledge something important. We have to study our own mental health. We have to watch what stories we are telling ourselves, and we have to know how to prioritize our limited energy when we're in a mental health challenge. When I was in depression earlier this month, my creative work was simply not a priority. I prioritized my children's needs and my clients' needs. Beyond that, I knew I needed to allow myself to sleep or cry or take long, slow walks in order to heal. If creativity happened, it was because it felt good in the moment, not because I forced it. So my point is, you know yourself, honor what you need. That said, there are ways that creativity can actually improve our emotional states when we're feeling ways we don't want to feel. Often, creativity can become its own kind of self-care. 
Here are some reasons why. Number one, being engaged in creative work boosts your mood. You've likely heard about flow, those moments where you're involved in something and you lose track of time and space. Flow doesn't always happen during a creative work session, but when it does, it has been shown to decrease anxiety. Number two, creative projects give you a sense of purpose. Often in times of crisis or chaos, we think that we are unable to control what's going on around us. But if you sit down to write a chapter and then you complete it, that was entirely in your control and you made it happen. That productivity and the final result can serve as evidence that you do actually have some control over things. Number three, engaging in creative work is similar to meditation. This goes back to the idea of flow. But when you are releasing your thoughts that are causing anxiety, even if just for a few minutes in order to focus on something else, it allows your whole nervous system to calm down. Number four, creative projects give you an outlet for your emotions. Channeling your experiences into works of writing, even if they are never to be seen or heard by others, takes the thoughts out of your brain and temporarily repurposes them. And number five, creativity helps you connect with others. Even if what you are writing never sees the light of day, you probably have an audience or a recipient in mind as you are creating it. In this way, you're putting positive energy toward another person in a time when human connection, empathy, and love is most desperately needed. So how do we engage with creative work when we're stressed or our mental health is otherwise challenged? Here's a specific process that I have used when I want to or need to be creative during a time when I feel emotionally drained. Number one, schedule it. Actually block it out on your calendar. This is something that I recommend to writers all of the time, but I think it's especially important when things in your life feel up in the air, because our first thought when we feel even a little bit anxious is not to sit down and produce something from nothing. We'll instead look for ways to fight or hide from what we're afraid of. So if we schedule it, we are telling ourselves, this is something I am going to do. This is something that I am in control of. And it gives your evolved brain something to work with. Number two, show up to that appointment in a space that is as distraction-free as possible. In a time like today, where everyone is home and people are kind of hovering, unsure of what to be doing with themselves, this can be tricky. But it is so important that you leave everything that is distracting, most especially your news feed in today's circumstances. Leave those things in another space. Give yourself the gift of quiet for your creativity. Number three, take two to three minutes once you arrive to just breathe. Don't jump right into the project. First, just be present. Identify the sensations in your body. Where do you feel the anxiety? 
Where do you feel the worry? Where do you feel the overwhelm or uncertainty? For me, I feel anxiety in my chest. I feel overwhelm like heat through my whole body. Where do you feel those things? Step four is to take five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, whatever you feel like you need, and write down everything that comes to mind. Do this on scratch paper. Do it as a free write. Don't let your pen leave the page. Get it all out of your head. Every crazy thought that you're thinking, every worry that you have, every wonder that you're wondering, write it all down. Step five, take two to three more minutes to just breathe. Yes, we're going to do the breathing again. Again, identify those sensations. Know that they are caused by the thoughts you just wrote down. Now imagine, actually visualize letting those thoughts go. Breathe. What do you feel in your body? Step six, tell yourself something that will keep you focused on this creative work you are about to do. It might be a mantra. It might be a prayer. It might be a thought. Be really intentional about what you want to say to yourself right before you start working. Step seven is to start working and to work until the end of the time that you committed to. Unless something urgent comes up in that time, there is no reason not to allow yourself to work until the end of the time you committed to. And step eight is something to use throughout your work period. As those worrisome thoughts come back, notice them and with grace and compassion, remind yourself that you can worry about those things when you are done writing. They'll still be there. So just set them to the side and say, I see you. I know you want my attention and I will come to you when I'm done with my work. Whether you are having a hard time writing your book due to a mental health challenge or just because you're stuck, I invite you to book your Unstick Your Story consultation because I can help you get to the bottom of what is keeping your story from moving forward, whether it's thoughts you're having, feelings you're experiencing, or just issues with the story itself. And I can give you practical, loving next steps to take in the journey. To learn more and book your one-time consultation today, visit hellowriters.net slash stuck. Again, that's hellowriters.net slash stuck. Listen, producing creative work is not easy under the best of circumstances, so it's most definitely not going to be easy during difficult times. But there are so many benefits mentally, emotionally, and even physically that it is worth doing. And I so hope you will consider giving it a try. Thank you for listening to the Hello Writers podcast. I hope you found today's episode meaningful for your writing life. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. To learn more, visit hellowriters.net.